0: This is ODU Pump, and you're listening to the Monarchist Podcast. Monarch Nation, we are back on a Sunday celebrating our new bowl. It was announced today that Old Dominion will be going to Charlotte, to play Western Kentucky on December 18th at 2.30. The game can be seen on ESPN. We're going to talk about how we feel about it, but before we talk about the game, there's two things I want to talk about. First of all, Older U women's basketball beats Florida Gulf Coast 55-42, and they are now 7-0. They are on the verge of... Probably getting votes, and if they can keep this up, maybe even getting ranked in the next couple weeks. Fantastic start for the women. Gary, Aaron, uh, did you get to watch the game today? Yeah,
1: I got to watch the game while I was cleaning the garage, so luckily the, the Roku was fired up and going strong in there. And that team is really fun to watch. They play fast. They play staunch defense. And this was an interesting game because Florida Gulf Coast is always a good team. They're a prolific scoring team who shoots the ball from deep, and they can score in bunches. And they showed that, but defense came up big when it needed to, made buckets when it needed to, went on a run at the end of the game, and won going away. I think this is the best start they've had, gosh, maybe since Wendy Larry. I mean, it's been a while. I can't remember exactly, but it's setting up. Two road games are getting ready to go, Delaware and VCU. You know, we were talking before we came on about playing those dreaded CAA teams and it uh, almost feels like there's a CAA grudge against some of our teams right now, so that should be interesting up there. And then, of course, you know, VCU is VCU. It so doesn't matter whether it's guys or it's women. We, we don't like those folks. So two huge games before they come back home.
0: If they can win those two, I can almost guarantee you we're going to have a ranked ODU hosting a ranked NC State at Charway Arena. That would be huge, Uh, something we haven't had in a very long time, and I hope it happens.
2: Yeah, they played really, really well today. Uh, You could see Florida Gulf Coast came out of halftime and made some adjustments and actually ended up taking the lead at the end of the third quarter. Kind of nice when you hold a team like Florida Gulf Coast to three points in the fourth quarter, to go away winning that thing it was a lot of fun to watch they Florida gulf coast is a good team like their only two losses are to ranked teams they just beat north carolina uh they were a really good team last year Uh, but they played some good perimeter defense and held florida gulf coast to one of 24 from three Uh, that's some some solid defense so kudos to them i think it's the best start since the 97 98 team i think that team went 14 and 0 or 15 and 0 to start the year they've got something special going on there so definitely recommend checking them out and uh you know, mark your calendars to get to chartway for that game against nc state because that could be like I said ranked on ranked the
1: game at delaware of course it's a caa game good luck watching that for all you smart people of espn plus subscriptions it's a caa game so i'm sure it's probably on flow sports uh, maybe one of the local sports bars so we'll throw it up on a a stick, but you can always get it. I don't know if it'll be 94-1 or one of the other partners, but to listen to it, the VCU game, I'm sure, will be ESPN+. Plus. But go ahead and circle that game on the 20th. I, I know my, my wife asked me if I wanted to go to that. She's got some friends, and, and I didn't realize that was the uh, NC State game. But that's the Ann Donovan Classic, and it's an ugly, ugly, ugly sweater, ugly Christmas sweater game, I think. Um, yeah, ugly sweater game. So what better than going and catching a a great game and being able to throw on, not even worried about like looking decent, just wearing your ugliest sweater and making a lot of noise for a team who's really firing on all cylinders.
2: Yep. I'm going to make the trip down from Richmond for that one. Uh, So that should be a a good time. So I hope to see all of you there to support them and the awesome season that they're having so far.
0: Yes, and uh, a little bad news. We have. I want to talk about this because I, I. don't think we can really t- spend that much time on it with Jeff tomorrow, but fifty-one to nine.
1: Was that the score, Mike?
0: No, it was the free throw disparity against Northeastern. Um, clown still, show. Yeah, absolute clown show. They got hosed. Our guys got screwed. Still mad about it. I mean, that was half of their points were scored on free throws. Yeah.
1: It was crazy. I mean, even folks who never say good things about Old Dominion, namely our buddies from Harrisonburg and some of the media from Harrisonburg, were calling out how ridiculously trash the officiating was and the disparity on that. And we're essentially lauding Coach Jones for just absolutely losing his shit on the refs because it was well-deserved it was warranted it was very the game was difficult to watch and i'm not talking about watching our guys play basketball it was difficult because it was so frustrating that it felt you know it's very easy when you're watching games to say yeah that was a bad call and you know the refs this i mean this is one that was just so ridiculously lopsided that there really is no argument to, to say it was evenly called or fairly called. Even worse,
0: we were getting called for touch fouls that I've never seen called before where we just breathed on the guy that would call us for a foul. Then on the other side of the court, Chauncey or RJ or any of our guys get hammered, and it's a 50-50 call on whether they actually call a foul. And... I, can't, I really understand why Chauncey was so pissed right before that tech, because he got lit up on that play. Yeah,
2: it was just unbelievable to kind of see that all unfold. Absolutely kudos to Coach Jones for going after the refs. Like you, you got to show that you're sticking up for your guys, and I, I think he's going to bring the team a little bit closer together because of of him standing up for the the team like that. But it's just ridiculous. Like fifty-one to nine. I mean, there were people who don't care in the slightest about Sunbelt or CA basketball that were like, that's a hose job, needs to be investigated. What was the line and what was the total were a lot of the other questions that were coming in there. The CAA has got to get their shit together with these officials. I mean, the women's game that was at William & Mary a couple nights ago, I think there were 43 total fouls called in the game. I mean, if the CAA can't do better, like we should absolutely just stop scheduling them. Like There are other teams that we could go and play.
0: Agreed. All right. Now that we talked about that, I really wanted to cover that because I don't know how much Jeff is going to really want to talk about it tomorrow. But hopefully he will. All right. So we're going to Charlotte. Pretty pumped about it because, I mean, it's an easy game for our fans to get to. We're talking five-hour drive. You can fly if you want to. Easy place to fly into. But, yeah, I can't wait to get down to... Charlotte, hang out with you guys to support this football team.
2: We ran that Sweet 16 Twitter poll, the 16 most likely bowls that ODU could end up in. And the famous Toastery Bowl in Charlotte won. So I kind of look at that as the fans got the bowl that they wanted. Uh, So you all wanted it. We got it. And it's really important that ODU fans show up and they show up with a a big contingent there. uh, Because... When you stop showing up for bowl games or you have a bad appearance, you end up like some of our conference mates that are in the Idaho Potatoes Bowl and not in a bowl that anyone can travel to, not that any of their fans would probably travel to that game anyway. And even more important, so, you know,
1: like the Virginia Tech game, Mike and I are going and we didn't want to be up in the freaking shittiest of shitty seats. So we decided to go in the open market for seats there. The bowl game is absolutely different, guys. Buy your bowl tickets through ODU. So it hasn't been posted yet. I'm sure they'll get details that soon. But go through ODU to buy those those tickets. There's not a bad seat in Charlotte at this stadium, so you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. But this is really going to be able to kind of show how well we travel. And so next year when we get a bowl game, folks will want us to, you know, be there even more so. And like you said, we don't get stuck in Idaho or Hawaii or someplace that makes it really difficult for fans to travel.
0: Now I'll stand up for Hawaii. That's a, that's a good bowl. You you bring the players somewhere they want to be and it's a reward for a good season. So it sucks for fans because it's hard to travel to and it's an expensive trip. But it's a really good reward for the team. But Idaho, no one wants to go to Idaho.
2: That's got to be one of
0: the worst bowls
2: to end up in. Like, what bowl is worse than that? I can't think of one. Like maybe the Camellia Bowl or Birmingham or
0: something? Maybe Detroit.
2: But at least Detroit, the game would be indoors because they played at Ford Field. So at least you're not going to freeze your ass off. You go to Idaho, man, it could be 15 degrees and snowing like crazy. I think, what what was it? It was in like the, maybe 2004, 2005. I think UVA played Boise, Boise State, in the Idaho Potatoes Bowl. And it was snowing the whole time. One team was wearing white, and I think the other team was wearing orange. And you could only see one team on the field on the broadcast. It's a miserable bowl. We don't want to end up there. Uh, So, yeah, buy the tickets through ODU. Uh, That way, you know, you'll also be with a lot of ODU fans. It's a smaller stadium, not going to have a bad view anywhere. Just get, get down to Charlotte. Have some fun. Take that Monday off.
0: Take a few days off. There will be events around the city that are going to be good for, to just experience, and some of them will be related to the bowl. Some won't be. For instance, Carolina Panthers are playing the Atlanta Falcons that Sunday. I don't know about you guys, but I don't have that many opportunities to get to Charlotte to watch NFL games. This is a perfect opportunity to double dip and get, Two football games for one trip.
1: And we all should be wearing our Hudson Blue Heineke jerseys. Because who's playing in Charlotte that week? The Falcons. The Falcons. Absolutely. So uh, uh, we are becoming friends with the famous toastery people online. Um, But I do have to let Mike let a little uh, frustration out with regards to pictures of sandwiches and and orange juice. You did not seem very pleased at some of those.
0: Yeah, they've been posting pictures of some of the food they sell at their restaurant to promote the bowl. And one of them looks like the most hastily made sandwiches I've ever seen with thick, thick, thick cuts of ham that just look like a pain in the ass to eat. And then this orange juice they posted today is just brutal. It's got too much pulp in it. It's too thin. It looks watered down. And then for some reason, they have a bunch of pulp rising to the top with the air bubbles. It's like, is this a mimosa or is this an orange juice? I don't know. But there's way too much pulp in it. Got to do better if you're trying to promote your restaurant online.
2: Breaking news. ODU has been banned from the famous Toastery Bowl due to online slander. <laughs> Maybe just the monarchist. I Some people like thick
0: ham, Mike on a sandwich that is also like six layers. There was two layers of fat ham, cheese, lettuce, tomato. It was the size of, I don't know, it was like a basketball, how big the sandwich was. It just looks, sandwiches should be easy to eat. That did not look easy to eat.
2: Well, there goes our sponsorship possibilities for a full game live stream. Thanks, Mike. Sorry. <laughs> Back to Publix for pub subs, I guess.
0: Uh, We will need to look and see the nearest Publix location to University of North Carolina Charlotte because that's where this game will be. It'll be at Jerry Richardson Stadium. I know some ODU fans have made that trip uh, when we were in Conference USA against the 49ers and Club Lit. If we all remember, we ended that series on a great note. We shut down Club Lit, and we went to the bowl game. I think they fired him. Was it the year after?
2: Um, yes, it was the year after because, oh, Biffy Brand Muffins is the uh, coach down there now with his sleeveless t-shirts. I hope we get to somehow bump into him. Uh, he is quite a character, uh, in the coaching rank. So I'm hoping we somehow get to bump into him. I want to ask him some questions.
0: Yeah, that would be, that would be great. It's not like he has anything else to do.
2: All the recruits come to him. He's got a, I think it's on HBO Max. There's a documentary uh, about the high school he coached at in Baltimore. it's like a private school or a prep school that he basically funded to get all these amazing uh, kids to come in talent-wise and then pump them out to become D1. It's a pretty good documentary. I don't know how that's going to translate at Charlotte. It hasn't been great for the first year, but he's an interesting guy. I would love to have a conversation with him.
0: Yeah, he's a soundbite machine. And I'm sure, I mean, most of the sound bites are not ones that the university is probably really happy about. But, probably
2: not happy about him showing those arms on the sideline every game either. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but he is quite the character. Um, yeah, I'm excited to get down there to Charlotte. Uh, I know got our hands on the manual. It shows that ODU football will be staying at the Hilton on campus, Western Kentucky will be staying at the Marriott. The officials and the bands and spirit squads will be staying at the Hampton Inn. So when you're making your reservations, if you haven't already, consider all of that. Hilton is a little bit more expensive, but if you want to be near the team, that's probably where you should try to stay.
2: I know we're staying at the Marriott because we booked it several days ago. I had to go and cancel my uh, hotel reservations that were in Boca and Fort Worth and a few other locations. Uh, but since it will be the Western Kentucky Team Hotel, I'll be making sure, making sure to pack uh, my air horn, my fake mustache disguise, and plan on a 3 a.m. fire drill. So I'm going to do my part. I think the uh, Hilton Honors and
1: Marriott Bonvoy people were probably concerned to wondering why you were canceling so many, so many hotel reservations this afternoon, Gary.
2: Yeah, I know Hyatt's probably really pissed because I think that was three of the five or six that I booked.
0: you got to think about This is happening with almost every college football fan base that made a bowl. They're all canceling hotels today.
1: Can you imagine, like, back in the old days before we were making reservations online, how many phone calls this would have been of, you know, dialing up the hotel to make a... Reservation? You guys even remember having to do that back in the day? Now I don't even want to talk to anybody. I don't even want to talk to someone at the front desk. I'm just checking, checking in online and give me a mobile key. Just bypass everything, unless you're giving me free chocolate chip cookies at the desk.
2: Other than that, I don't
1: want to talk to anybody.
2: Yeah, it is kind of funny to think back on that, where you had to actually call because I would have been making a lot of phone calls and having a little, a lot of awkward phone calls afterwards. But you know, as we sit here at 5 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. I'm glad that we at least know where we are going uh, with Florida state getting snubbed out of the college football playoffs. It basically sent the ACC into turmoil, trying to figure out where all their teams were going to go uh, from a bowl perspective. So I know that Louisville's going to the holiday bowl. Clemson's going to the Gator bowl. NC state is going to the pop tarts bowl, but Virginia tech, Notre Dame, Miami and UNC are going to be fighting over the sun bowl, the Mayo bowl, the pinstripe bowl and the military bowl. So, at least we know where we're going and can hone in our reservations. Uh, ACC is in a bit of turmoil after the shenanigans this morning from the playoff committee.
0: Yeah, it also is just a good reminder of how dumb a lot of these bowl names are with a lot of these sponsorships. These a Mayo Bowl, the Duke's Mayo Bowl, Famous Toastery Bowl. Is the Bad Boy Mowers one still around?
1: I kind of think that's a cool name. I, I don't know if it's still around, but I think it was. The, I mean, I don't the even. The
0: Gasparilla Bowl was the bad boy Mowers one.
2: Yeah, I think that '68 Ventures Bowl is an interesting one too. Uh, there's a bunch of weird ones out there. Just
0: companies I've never heard of. I need a Bucky's Bowl. Ooh. Now, do they need do they need to promote?
1: Brisket, beef jerky. I don't know. It doesn't matter what they need. I'm just saying what I want. I mean, tailgate full of brisket, beef jerky. You can get pajamas at the same time. I mean, you can fill up your vehicle and charge your EV.
2: God, what don't they have? The beef jerky bar at a Bucky's is the happiest place on earth. My parents live near one in Roanoke, Texas, and I go there, and I end up spending like $100 on beef jerky like every time that I go.
0: All right, so we are playing Western Kentucky. We are going to do a more thorough breakdown and preview of Western Kentucky next week, but we're doing that because the portal opens tomorrow, and we don't know, we don't have a good source yet for how many Western Kentucky players will be playing in this game or jumping in the portal, so that's why we're going to wait until next Sunday to do a full breakdown for you. But it also leads into our next discussion, um, Transfer Portal. So as we all know, we are trying to do our best to track all of the movements for next season's roster on our website. If you want to check it out, it's on odumonarchist.com. So far, uh, I don't think the portal has been too bad to us. Um, The numbers are fairly low compared to a lot of our competition. But we have been hurt in a couple places, namely safety. Terry Jones graduated. He walked, and he's moving on. Can't blame him. He has an opportunity to give his family a good head start with possibly landing a good NIL deal in the Power Five, but it still hurts our defense.
2: Yeah, Terry will go down as one of my all-time favorite players for ODU he's been through a lot here. I mean, coaching change, 2020 season, all the shenanigans that have occurred since then. So I'm happy for him. I'll root for him wherever he goes. He's done so much for our program. Um, but I don't know about you guys, but so far the ones that I've announced, I don't think I've been surprised by anyone. I think they were all fairly expected at this point.
0: Yeah. There's kind of two categories of transfers. You have guys that graduated had a good career and can possibly like Terry, maybe get a good deal from the NIL at a bigger school. And then the other guys are the ones that maybe get an opportunity to start somewhere else or get more playing time somewhere else. And that is the majority of the guys we see in the portal. Yeah. I don't see any that I'm, I'm
1: shocked over. Um, and we've seen a lot of stuff online, on the message boards and on Twitter. And, you know, it, these sort of things become – personal is not the right word, but I think people are very quick to kind of jump to the the, the negative side of we're losing so many people. The transfer portal is terrible. Um, it's ruining college football. Uh, I like the way that the old days were. There's good things and there's bad things. But like you were saying, Mike, if you look at this objectively, and another shameless plug, if you go to ODUMonarchist.com and you go into the, the blog content, it's pinned. It's a pinned story on ODU football roster churn. If you really look at that list objectively, you'll see exactly what Mike and Gary are talking about. We had 58 new players added to the roster last year, so it's natural. I mean, it's just natural there's going to be some churn. Not not every guy who comes is going to pan out. Not every guy that comes is going to be happy here. I mean, just normal college students that they go to a school every year, there's people who transfer out that don't play sports for a variety of different reasons. I think we're going to
0: be just fine. I'll add this. Um, we had seven guys walk, graduate, but there's definitely room for improvement on this roster and maybe beefing up the offensive line, uh, maybe adding more defensive linemen so we can maybe go back to the run four D lineman at a time. And you can't do that when you have a small senior class. So you got to find some room on the roster elsewhere. Guys graduating, but they have remaining eligibility and aren't really playing that well uh, that much Those are the types of guys that you see moving on that allows us to hopefully improve the roster with those extra roster spots or scholarship spots. But you can't do that. If you just, if no one transfers, right. Yeah. And you know, in the
2: old days, if you recruited a guy who ends up maybe not being the right talent level for group of five and for the sunbelt, Belt they would just kind of be stuck on your roster. Like they wouldn't really be able to go anywhere and have a chance to play. And the team doesn't get that scholarship back. So now you can have truthful conversations with players and they can look and see where they're going to be on the depth chart for the years moving forward. And if they don't have the opportunity to play, they can go in the portal and go to maybe a lower level group of five. They could go down to FCS. We've seen several guys that played at old dominion that, you know, never got on the field for us, but they moved down they've done really well. I mean, we watched in, Poffenbarger uh, playing yesterday for Albany. So it, it kind of works out in that way for for both sides, right? Like guys get a chance to go and continue playing somewhere. We get the roster spot and the scholarship spot back. Uh, so it's kind of a win-win. But th- this is going to be the peak of the portal volume because we still have that sixth class in there from the COVID year. Uh, but after this year, there's going to be fewer and fewer of those guys. So the portal numbers will will naturally kind of go down. But I mean, this is just kind of the reality of things now. Like you're going to have 15 to 20 guys every year that go in the portal for one reason or another. Uh, but the majority of them are guys who are not going to play where they currently are. And they are encouraged, if you will, to explore the transfer portal and see what other options could be out there for them.
0: And I've seen this question come up quite a bit online, uh, whether they can play in the bowl game or or not. So, Yes, players could stay and play in the bowl game if that's what they chose to do. However, the portal does open tomorrow on December 4th. It's open until I think January 1 or 2. It's not open very long. So if they wait until after the bowl game, which is on December 18th, to enter the bowl or enter the portal, they're really putting themselves kind of at a disadvantage. And that's a 14-day head start for all the other guys in the portal to find landing spots. And there's only so many landing spots. I mean, we saw it last year with the guys that transferred out. How many of them ended up in FBS? Not many. How many at all? Maybe I think it was maybe six or seven guys out of a massive portal class.
2: Yeah. And very few moved up. You've got to get in there and you've got to go now and you'll start seeing that as soon as the portal officially opens tomorrow, a lot of guys announcing offers and teams announcing offers and there's no limit to it, right? Like if, if ODU goes after someone in the portal tomorrow at 9am and that guy said, yes, I want to go to old dominion. They can sign right there and they are going to be able to, to join our roster and play starting in the spring. So it goes quick, fast and in a hurry. And teams are not going to sit there and wait for guys to go play their bowl game and then make a decision about what they're doing. Like They're going to have to act on those scholarships real, real fast.
1: Especially when teams have big needs. We have a, a couple positions where we have big needs. So if guys become available on the portal and our coaches like them and they, they match one of those positions of need, they better jump quick. We have those holes that we definitely need to plug before next season.
2: If you are an FBS offensive lineman with decent playing experience and you look decent on film, you're probably going to get an offer from Old Dominion here within the next week, because uh, that will be that's probably a position we might bring eight, nine, ten guys from the portal in for.
0: Yeah. So, and then if for those guys that are waiting, I mean, honestly, I, if they're waiting to enter until after the bowl game, I almost tell them you should just wait until the spring and enter and after the spring portal because what you think might be happening in Old Dominion and makes you want to leave might change. I know there's at least one guy that's waiting for the bowl game, and I'm hopeful maybe something happens where he doesn't end up entering at all, but we'll see.
2: Transfer portal season is just wild. Well, the uh,
1: portal gives and take it away. So when this thing opens tomorrow and you see Old Dominion people going or signing other places, one that I know that people overreact on will be Javon Harvey. Because Javon has made a very big impact on on this team and has caught a lot of balls. He's kind of a high profile player, a local player. So if he signs with another Sunbelt team, god forbid um or someone right down the road from a team that we don't like i i know that a lot of our fans will probably overreact to it but we're gonna get ours coming in as well so just say watch watch patiently don't overreact kind of take your fan hat off for a couple minutes and kind of put your student of football on and let's just see how this stuff plays out also
0: to kind of add on to that these guys entering the portal, leaving Old Dominion, wish them luck. Be nice to them. First of all, they're human beings. They're just making the best decision for themselves and their own future. There's no reason to be a dick to these guys. They're just doing what they think is best for them. Wish them luck. It's what it's what you would want if you would decide to change jobs. Imagine you change jobs and all you got was a bunch of emails from your coworkers talking about how you suck. What? Is that not normal? I mean, that's what I do all the time. Yeah, just wish him, wish him well. The other part of that is this. If every time a guy leaves, we just go in and go hard at him, the other recruits are going to see that. And they're going to go, oh, so these guys don't care about me once I'm gone. That's not a good look.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think about, you know, Keon White getting drafted as a defensive lineman out of Georgia Tech. We had a, a great draft last year, right? We had three guys drafted, most in the group of five. And Keon White responded to that tweet from ODU Football and said, make sure you know it's four because he was here. He turned into a defensive lineman here. He still claims and still reps Old Dominion, uh, even though he, he went to Georgia Tech. So and maintaining those relationships is good for a lot of reasons, especially now that we have a public-facing NIL because some of those guys that are in the league may be some people that start giving back to that NIL. Uh, So speaking of that, having that out publicly facing is makes us a more attractive landing spot for some guys because they have the ability to come here, show what they can do and know that they'll get a little little bit back to stay here and finish their careers here. And then also just with the season that we had and the toughness that we've shown, that's going to attract a lot of people. I think if you're an offensive player, you're probably looking at our offense and saying, hey, I'm I think I'm better than some of the guys on that team. You got a chance to come here and show it and have some big seasons on the offensive side. We have a great reputation defensively of guys that can come here and have success. I mean, I look at Sean Asbury coming from Boston College here. He's turned into an absolute stud for us. You know, EJ Green, I know he, his season was cut short, but he was great in this defense when he was here. It's going to be a much more attractive landing spot for sure.
0: Yeah, I'd even add Nolan Johnson, who was like a last-minute transfer to Old Dominion. He was so late that I, I don't think we even realized it until that first roster was updated online. And he transferred in here for one season from Miami of Ohio. And he ended up making some clutch plays for us that really made the difference in us bowling.
2: I think he started every game and, of course, had that, that big interception against Georgia State. And then, you know, you look at the JUCO guys, too. I mean, we struck gold on a couple JUCO guys, Romello Murphy, Kelby Williams. I mean, there's a bunch of JUCO guys that turned out well, and we need scholarship spots for them. Uh, And, you know, developing a JUCO pipeline can be a very, very good thing for us since we, you know, are a qualifier school academically, unlike some of our competition in the market.
0: That's all to say, treat these guys leaving with respect. Welcome in the new guys. And just know that there's a plan in place. For all of this.
2: I think Decker's Decker and Hutt have to be like kinda of licking their chops a little bit with the chance to have a full off season to go and recruit some guys for this offense. Like that's I think they're gonna have a very fun and a very good offseason.
0: Yeah, one position I'm interested in tracking is receiver. I like the JUCO guys, but the opportunity to grab some receivers who have some option route experience could make a huge difference in this offense. And we've heard Ricky say it multiple times. The second year in a new offense is a lot more successful than the first. Um, So I'm really interested to see how that transition goes from year one to year two.
2: I'm excited for that as well. And I fully expect you, Mike, as also being a Tennessee fan, to make sure you pipeline any and all offensive talent from the Vols to Old Dominion since they run a very similar offense to us.
0: Yeah, I would love to see some balls that maybe didn't work out or wanting that extra playing time to end up in Norfolk because they're doing a lot of good things there in Knoxville. Where's Aaron? I don't know. His
2: screen started looking really funny and, like, flashing red, and then he disappeared.
0: He hasn't texted.
2: The Hilltoppers got him now.
0: Has he texted us?
2: There he is. Hey, I lost my internets, man. Hmm. I think you ought to upgrade that computer. Uh, what the hell?
1: <laughs> no, everything else in the house was going. This one room was the vortex of no internet. Both y'all's faces froze. And I was like, what the hell, man? These guys' internet sucks. And then I realized I suck.
0: By the way, your computer was glitching out before that crashed. Cause it it was it was, fly, fly, it was like flashing green, like the colors were changing.
1: Well, you guys should have warned me.
0: We were talking. We were in a flop. Whoa! You're frozen again. He's frozen. Let him go. Let him go. All right.
2: He's got a hardwire and Ethernet or something, and he's gone. Hey!
0: Oh, he's on his cell phone now. What are you doing, Jeff Jones? Oh, I
1: gotta, uh I gotta I gotta get my, my AirPods to work. But
0: yes. It's a good thing we're not doing this live. Uh we'd lose him a third time.
2: Uh I think so.
1: Oh, I'm good I'm good to go now. Twitter's blown up. I went for Verizon five G.
2: Oh yeah. It was a busy afternoon on the on the Twitter. I'll have to send Geek Squad to your house, Aaron. All right. There you go.
1: I'm just glad that I'm actually connected.
2: Yeah, we did uh, We did finish the conversation on the transfer portal. So where do you all want to go
0: next? Before we started this call, we went on Twitter and we asked for people to call and share their thoughts. We had one caller from Richmond. Aaron, why don't you tell us about our caller today?
1: Okay, so this is Gage from Richmond. He uh, is going to be graduating in May. He was pretty excited about being at the Georgia State game and you know all the, the awesomeness that went along with that. But I think the big takeaway from Gage's call is to send these guys off in the best way possible to get down to the bowl game and, and really show the appreciation and, and cheer for our Monarchs. Hey, Monarchist. This is Gage calling
2: from Richmond, Virginia. I'm a new grad in May, but I just want to give a shout-out to our guys and how gritty they just kept fighting all season. I was at the game against Georgia State, and wow, definitely glad I stayed. Um, Looking forward to heading down to Charlotte, hopefully, um, to catch Western Kentucky, and um, I definitely have our guys winning the game and we definitely need to send off our seniors definitely like a guy Leroy Thomas off the right way but um listen uh looking forward to the podcast and go Monarch
0: fantastic call thank you so much for calling in and sharing your thoughts Gage can't disagree with anything you said very excited to go support these guys in Charlotte I hope you guys are too if you cannot get work off you can still buy tickets and that is key. Buy a ticket, donate it. Uh, you can. They're going to have student tickets, I think, for sale. You can uh, Maybe a fund you can put money towards. We need to sell as many tickets as we can for the future bowls. We impressed everybody with what we did in Myrtle, but we have to show that that was not a one-time thing. We have to show that we are a program that supports our team and follows them to bowl games no matter where they're at. And this is an easy trip to make. So please, whatever you can do, make it down there. And if you can't, buy tickets.
2: Yeah, and we sure as shit can't let Western Kentucky beat us there in attendance. Like that that old Conference USA feelings are still there and zappy and all the, the horse shit in that uh, 21 season. So do your part. Buy tickets through ODU. Do everything you can to make it down there to the game and cheer on. Guys, that are going to be playing, they're going to be on the field. That are probably going to be the future of this program, uh, because uh, we're we're on a nice upswing. Uh, and I would love to go ahead and start the bowl experience with a win by having more Hudson Blue in that crowd than nasty-ass Hilltopper Red.
0: And if we win this game, we'll be seven and six, which means what? The first season over 500 since 2016. Yes. That's also very important.
1: Great momentum going into next year. A great look for guys who are considering transferring to Old Dominion. It's uh, just overall a nice momentum going into next next spring. You know these guys are getting getting a lot of great experience with these extra practices right now. Anyway, so just overall, this is a great win for the program. I'm ex- super excited about going down to Charlotte. If you got folks who've never been to a football game, invite them to an Old Dominion football game. It's a great reason for a road trip and a little mini vacation. So bring them along to
0: Charlotte. Have a good time. We're all going to be there having a lot of fun and making a lot of noise. And pay attention to the weather because I did not do that when we played Myrtle Beach. I was freezing for most of that game. We stuck it out to the end of a tough game. But prepare. Be prepared for weather. Whether it's cold or hot, just be prepared.
1: Mike, what I will say, since the last game and you mentioned getting that targeted ad for a heated jacket, I'm getting targeted ads from like five different heated jacket companies now. It's crazy, and I'm almost buying one like every few hours. I haven't done it yet,
0: but I am going to pay attention closely to the weather. I, we had one guy on Twitter I remember His last name, but he told us his had heated jackets on for that Georgia State game. They stayed to the end because they were warm the whole game.
2: Y'all are gonna buy your heated. You're gonna buy your heated jackets. You're gonna wear them to the game. It's gonna be 68 degrees at kickoff. <laughs> you're gonna be sweating to death. <laughs> they do
1: sell them with like vest ones also, so you can layer and put that underneath a, a warmer jacket. So if it ends up being 60 degrees, you just go with the vest look. Maybe throw a visor on. It was like this the Sean Payton starter kit you know type of deal. But these things are pretty cool. You just but you got to be careful what you buy cuz some of them don't have like really good heating zones. But I've seen these ones that have a boat in the front and the back and then what looks like keys in the like the back of the neck. So I I'm so close.
2: Don't don't get it off of wish.com or you'll turn into a human lantern at the game. The thing will light up on you so fast. <laughs>
1: I did just buy like three ginormous packs of hand and feet warmers at Walmart the other day. So if you don't want to go the route of you know, spending 100 bucks or 200 bucks on one of these things, you can go to the huge bin at Walmart and get these things. They're on sale right now. So buy a couple of them, bring them for your friends. They'll probably thank
0: you. Yeah, I think that does it. We can end this episode on the riveting discussion of Heated Jackets.
2: Don't put hand warmers in compression pants either. Just fair warning.
0: All right, fellas. Next week, we will be back to discuss Western Kentucky in more depth. And that way we can, if there's any more portal entries, we'll know. Because I think we're close to done, but I'm not sure. I don't know. For this period, at least. I don't know if there's any more names we should expect at this time.
2: Yeah, well... We'll find out a lot tomorrow. Your timelines on Twitter and every other social media is going to be guys declaring for the portal because it can officially go in. Uh, So it's – we should know a lot by the end of the day tomorrow, I think.
1: So stay tuned to ODUMonarchist.com. And on Wednesday night, if you're within driving distance, go to the ODU men's basketball game in Williamsburg at William & Mary. And we can talk about it there.
2: Yes, we'll be in the end zone probably drinking. I mean, definitely drinking.
0: Can't wait, fellas. All right. Go Monarchs.
2: Go Monarchs. Go Monarchs.